is the Annexa Sociology Podcast. I'm Joseph Cohen from Queens College in the City University of New York. Today, the Americans of Canadian Sociology. My co-panelists are Howard Ramos from Dalhousie University, Netta McBoulay from the University of Toronto, and Richard Carpiano from the University of California, Riverside. Our discussion was recorded on January 24th, 2019. One of the benefits of having both Howard and Richard here is uh, we have sort of a pretty nice micro panel to talk about Canadian sociology. Some of you might remember last year, uh, Howard was part of a panel. I, I tried doing sort of like a little showcase on Canadian sociology. And Richard made a very good point on Twitter. He was like, you know, if you want a take on sociology, maybe you should talk to an American who's been there because there's a lot of Americans in the academy. And I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about, you know, what the difference is between how sociology or the sociology biz works in Canada versus the United States. Uh, Richard's been in both. Howard knows Canadian sociology thoroughly. I only know American sociology. Howard, have you ever worked in America or? No, I haven't, but I have a sister who works at University of Michigan, so I, I hear through her her experience. Oh, good. Okay, so we got lots of fodder. So, like, let's start off. Who wants to start off? Canada versus uh, the United States, Canadian and American sociology. What's the difference working for for a working person? Let's talk. Like, what's it? What's the difference between uh, you know the job in Canada and the job in America? Any thoughts on that one? Well, I think maybe Richard's the person who's best in the position to answer that one. Well, you know, it, it also gets tricky because you know it's it's also one department that I that I, I was part of. So I'm, I mean, what I'm going to say here, I guess, I right at the outset is I'm I'm going to limit my commentary as best that I can to uh, my experiences of the of sort of the broader sociological field with, within Canada and experiences of that. Real, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, less less something if you get viewed as. It's negative towards my, my former employer and and, 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 and great colleagues. Fair. I think well the first thing is to say you know it's it, versus is, gets already I think sort of sort of a tricky I I, I totally understand where, where you're going with the language but I could I could I could see also a a, a a double meaning behind that but you know I I do think and where this is as context to bring up I, I really enjoyed that panel and but what I I have noticed is a very um, when when discussions uh, emerge or, or panels around. Uh, Around the field of, of Canadian sociology, sort of the state of state of the discipline uh, within within Canada, um, panels tend to be uh, uh, of people who have uh, uh, either trained in the in in Canada and gotten their degree there, spent most of their career in Canada, and um, you know, it, given this the significant amount of of U.S. expats who have moved up in terms of of hiring and job market pools and and sort of uh, intellectual sort of sort of composition, you know, really is a, is an, at this point a not in not insignificant uh, um, uh, population to, to to now be thinking about and uh, and uh, so so just to clarify so I guess what are there a lot of U.S. trained Americans who are coming to Canada to work in Canadian departments and there's like sort of a you know, there's there's discussion about about whether or not that's a good thing, and then there's sort of like how the native Canadians like engage with their immigrant colleagues. In a nutshell, I think you, that's yeah, absolutely. I think that characterizes it. But maybe there's another dimension uh, to the to this as well. 
Howard? Well, I think that it manifests itself that way, but it's also a bit of a reaction to a broader trend, which is in the 1970s, Canadian departments were largely hiring only Americans, uh, and that created a Canadianization movement, uh, which brought in policy that is supposed to be to the effect that you hire Canadians first. Uh, and across Canada, some departments uh, weigh that more heavily than others. And so the U3, which are uh, UBC, uh, Toronto, uh, and McGill, tend to ignore that policy more than other universities. And, that, and when departments get kind of tilted one way or the other, you end up with some really interesting tensions. Interesting. Could you have any uh, illustrative stories that won't make anybody mad to have recounted? Well, I think that what ends up happening is, you know, when you think about placement, you end up with some very interesting situations. And, and you know, so if you're American trained and you're working in Canada and you do a very classic ASR sociology, uh, running a lot of regressions, very narrowly pitched to kind of that audience, it doesn't necessarily fly well in uh, the granting agencies, which might be adjudicated by people who are in smaller universities or who are more Canadian trained or Quebec trained. Uh, and, and then it ends up having this kind of uh, incongruence of values of what's uh, strong scholarship. And, and so I think that that becomes, uh, the, you know, the focal point of where you get some debates. And, and then I think the other thing is when you're trained and, you know, so I was trained at McGill and people often joke that, uh, you know, people will say, oh, you know, McGill doesn't realize it's in Quebec. And, you know, the joke is, well, no, it doesn't realize it's even in Canada. So many of right. the people are, are from the U.S. and training an American type of sociology that as a student, uh, as a Canadian student, you often end up learning more about the U.S. than you do about Canada and get encouraged to participate in, in American conferences over Canadian conferences. And when it comes time to the job search. You don't necessarily have that network to the broad range of Canadian uh, universities. And so this creates kind of the tension. So how are, can I ask a sort of a clarification question? So how does uh, an ASR style sociology differ from a Canadian sociology? Well, I, I, so this is the thing that's kind of ironic about it is a good chunk of Canadian sociology is that sociology. And anybody who says that it isn't is really lying to themselves. But when somebody says an ASR type sociology, they're talking about uh, like a Habermas sandwich. Uh, you know, so you have a little bit of theory at the front, you have a method section, you run a bunch of regressions. And at the end of the thing, you end up saying, yes, I, I, Habermas was right. And, you know, and that's a bit of an exaggeration. I don't think anybody, you know, runs regression models on Habermas, but it's basically this kind of template uh, that gets oriented and very concerned about the modeling and, and, and that structure over the broader kind of implications that might affect the society or the nuances that are, you know, are, are, are part of public discourse in, in Canada per se. So it's like a process focused way of doing sociology? Well, I think that in Canada, there's, you know, another end of the continuum that's influenced by European sociology, which tends to be very theoretical uh, and very critical and not necessarily very empirical or, or, for that matter, technically sophisticated in, in the methodology used, either quantitative or qualitative. Uh, and then you have Quebec sociology, which is influenced by French sociology or a microcosm of Quebec, where, you know, it, it's a small group of people who are talking to each other as well. So there's no single Canadian sociology, uh, and I'm sure there's no single American sociology, but uh, I think that that kind of plurality of sociologies in Canada is what creates some of the tensions. Richard, what's your take on... Uh 
on, on Howard's take, like uh, the, the differences between maybe ASR sociology and uh, Canadian quote unquote sociology. Well, you know, I think a lot of it also gets it gets bundled up with with stereotypes too. I mean, when you think about uh, American sociology, uh, you, know, it, you know, people immediately sort of gravitate to, to to thinking about ASR, AJS, social forces kind of kind of sociology and the and the topics that might get into that. But I mean, the reality is, I mean, it's a it's a really big tent, and there's a lot of uh, you know, that's that where the vast majority are not are not publishing their work. Um, so it's, so it gets tricky of sort of sort of disentangling sort of you know attitudes and and uh, and 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 preconceptions versus sort of you know sort of sort of the realities of what, of what what people are doing. Um, but you know we're all but where I'll add to that is and I guess where where it was a surprise to me in learning it uh, you know as I moved up to Canada was was the fact that I as a medical sociologist. The Canadian medical sociologists were usually showing up at, at ASA as, as part of the medical sociology section. So I really kind of grew up, I guess you could say, as a graduate student and, and then as a, as a postdoc and then a, as a junior faculty member in an environment where really the, an ASA section was, was a very sort of North American section. Uh, in the sense right. that Toronto had uh, had, a, had a number of, uh, of of people, for instance, who were very uh, uh, very active in the section. Western uh, University of Western Ontario uh, would would be another another sort of prominent example of, of that. And so um, to, to to then have, take on a, a new faculty position and then sort of learn sort of the new fault lines and the uh, and, you, know, and, you know some things that blend and other things that were a little bit more intention. And you know as Howard nicely pointed out, sort of the different different sociologies that it, that really do exist within Canada was. A was a very interesting learning experience. The other thing I did want to add to, to onto Howard's comment too is to, to even add to the uh, um, the more of the complexity is the um, a very um, there's there's the crit the critical sort of side versus a more sort of uh, you'd say maybe traditionally sort of empirically driven sort of sort of sociology. Uh, but within that too is also the influence of the humanities and mm. a lot more of a blending of boundaries of different. Uh, fields or, or disciplines uh, where interdisciplinarity uh, um, and, and interdisciplinary sort of areas, I, I would say, um, uh, the, the the distinctions between where sociology would say end and some of those areas uh, uh, might start, or people would sort of define the boundaries, um, you know, is it seems to be very different and much more uh, fluid uh, than than what I've experienced uh, within the United States. Um, so, sort of where. A notable one in my department would be um, where where gender studies would uh, might end and where sociology might pick up in terms of sociology of gender, um, and so uh, or where um, or I'm thinking here in this case one one prominent thing that st stands out for me as an example was one year I was doing uh, graduate admissions, and looking through files and a letter writer was arguing for someone who came from a. Uh, some sort of studies department. That's this way. I'll, I'll keep it sort of pure, purely confidential as best I can. Um, some X studies interdisciplinary kind of program, and said, "Look, this person is applying to your program. Um, they don't have much of a. Uh, they don't have a formal sociology degree, but in our program, they've read, they've read Foucault, and they go down this list of sort of you know sort of European uh, European thinkers and and, and, yeah, and yeah. you know who had some you know." Depending on where you are in sociology, you might kind of consider as part of your, uh, you know, in your in your tent or, or not, or you might think of them as philosophy, and um, and so therefore, you know, this person, uh, you know, would fit would fit great with sociology, mm -hmm. you know, and and you know, you kind of sit there and you're okay. So this, which uh, to me 
regardless of where you, you might sit on, on uh, in your evaluation of that letter, I, I think in a way empirically kind of says a lot uh, to me. It's a, a nice was a nice representative sort of statement about sometimes where people felt how. Um, Yes, you know, social, sociocultural anthropology, sociology, yeah, we're close enough, you know, it's sort of thing. Whereas in the United States, that the, 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 the boundaries would be a lot more sort of defined and, and delimited. Howard, any reaction on that? Well, I, I would agree. And I think that that's where I think that the, there's this kind of difference of having more openness to a kind of European mindset of, of what the discipline might be. Uh, and... and you know, I would definitely agree that there's more drawing on a wider range of uh, theory and, and perspectives that end up focusing a lot on the conceptual without a lot of um, empirical evidence. And I think that there's probably more space to do that in the mainstream of Canadian sociology there than there is in the mainstream of American sociology and a wider range of what sources are drawn upon. Richard, just before we close off this section, says somebody who has made the switch and, uh, you know, wants to offer sort of a view that might benefit our American colleagues working up in Canada. Do you have any advice for uh, for those still in Canada, you know, who run departments? Is there a, 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 a positive way to engage Americans who are up there, who've immigrated up there? Oh, I, you know, the, the things that I see on Twitter about sort of people learning the, the Canadianisms and the, and the Canadian ropes of things, my, my, my thought is with that, again, it's sort, of, it's sort of hard to disentangle sometimes the, uh, the, uh, the, the sociology professor uh, moving up to Canada versus just the, the Canadian expat just sort of assimilating into a, into a new society. And so my, I guess my, my advice is, um, you know, um, obviously you know, there's some uh, – you moved up there for I, I would assume for some sort of uh, uh, you know a, a personal and lifestyle sort of uh, reasons too and not just not just for work and so uh, you know that that general sort of character that selected you into into that is uh, you know are the things that you know, over time you're going to be learning and you're, you're going to be picking up your general interest in 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 in, in assimilating itself is going to is is going to uh, you'll you'll pick up the ropes on, on things that you might miss or or the little uh, using the Queen's English or the <laughs> throwing in those U's or or separating uh, what uh, uh, is terms like college and university or the use of the, of the Zans and versus the Z's. Uh, <laughs> or getting a double double at Tim Hortons. And Tim Hortons, right? Exactly. I miss Tim Hortons very much. Uh, I, I hear it's on the final immigration test. been listening to the annex an academic sociology podcast you can visit our show site at sociocast.org slash annex we are on twitter at socianex and on facebook the annex sociology podcast our producer is laseth moreno music by lena orsa i'm joseph cohen thank you for listening